Welcome to the Superconscious Success Podcast, where Jen and her Superconscious Success family co-hosts bring you valuable content each and every week on topics relating to manifestation, spirituality, and most of all, using your superconscious to manifest success in all areas of your life. Now on to today's episode. Superconscious Success fam, welcome to another episode of my co-hosted segment, Raising a Conscious Human with my amazing friend and parenting expert, Eileen Dillon. Our intention with this segment is to help all those parents out there struggling to create an authentic connection with their children and confused by the non-stop barrage of opinions as to what makes a good parent and what doesn't. My name is Jennifer Matthews and I'm a spiritual coach, naturopath, personal trainer, and mum of two amazing teens, I've always said that my kids are my greatest teachers. And as conscious parents, we begin to recognise that we have as much to learn from our children as they do from us. So now I'm going to pass you over to my incredible co-host, who is going to introduce our guest. Hey, Eileen. Hi. You know, we're really excited, Jennifer, today to be interviewing our guest, Anya Simmons, on the topic of boundaries and conscious parenting. Anya is a trained British nanny, a yoga teacher, a yogi, a yoga parenting coach, and she's the mother of two also. After a decade of raising children of other families, it came as a surprise when Anya's experience didn't quite apply when it came to raise her own children. It wasn't until she discovered yoga that she realized that while raising her children, she was also raising herself. Anya is a retreat and space holder for women around the world. She hosts the Parenting Differently podcast and coaches parents. One of her most memorable out-of-comfort <laughs> memories was when she starred in the Vagina Monologue. Anya's first book, Parent from This Place, How Yoga Changed the Way I Parent, is now out on Amazon.com. So, Anya, welcome. Thank Thanks you, so thank much. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us, Anya. It's um, it's going to be really interesting to talk to you today because um, I'm really fascinated with your approach to conscious parenting and to how you integrate yoga into that, and also to your experiences as a nanny. Um, <laughs> and you know, being a nanny because I was actually a nanny um for twin boys when I was in Germany when my husband and I moved across, and so I nannied t- twin boys. And it was a hard experience because when you're trying to, when you're trying to do things the way that the parent um, needs you to do them, and she lived a very different life to what I did, it's it's quite a learning experience because you you know you've got to sort of like go with them, but then you've got your own um, set of beliefs and and stuff as well. So can you start off this? interview by mm-hmm. telling us your story and letting us know how you came to do what you're doing. Yes, so happy to be here and to meet you lovely ladies. It's such a joy to share information. I mm-hmm. love that. Absolutely. So I guess so uh, way back when mm-hmm. I trained as a British nanny um, and I had always loved working with kids and being around kids. So it seemed like a natural progression. And my idea as being a nanny was to then travel to mm-hmm. nanny all around the world was my original plan. 
and then I got once I got to Canada it stopped I didn't go any further <laughs> I did Europe <laughs> and then Canada that's as worldwide as I got and to be honest with you because I had just come out of uh, the two-year program it's called uh, early well it's early childhood education it's called here back home it was called NNEB I was quite a judgmental missy who um, I didn't because I, I had been around children. I just thought I knew it all. And I thought, for goodness sake, parents, smarten up. <laughs> that you're, not, you're doing it all wrong. I was very judgmental. I was very, very caring and loving. Like I definitely loved each family I worked for, really, really respected and cared for the kids. Um, but I regularly was thinking, you know, there was an instant where this mum, uh, one of the mums was trying to give her daughter her medicine and the daughter was screaming and screaming and screaming and the mum's like, oh, you know, she won't take it. I don't know what to do. And uh, she said, you give it to her. And she laughed. And it was so easy. I just took the little girl's hand here. We're going to have some medicine. Put, gave her the medicine and life was good, right? Uh-huh. And that, for me, that was all blamed on the silly parent. Mm. Now, obviously, once you then become that mama, <laughs> please, please take your medicine. Yeah. I uh, things switched. You know, I saw it from a different uh, light and a different um, way of being because I had never felt that kind of love yeah. than I did when I first held my my baby boy. You know, uh, and that yeah. switches it. Right? It does. It does because <laughs> I think. I think we all know that our kids act completely different with anybody else but us. And so for them to, for the child to take it from you, but not from the parent, that's quite a normal behavior. That's quite, that's something that, that, you know, they'll test boundaries as we're going to be talking about. Um, (laughs) And I remember even with me when I was nannying, um, as I said, we come from different backgrounds and Mm. her, her background, she, she worked with my husband and I remember it was two twin boys and one of the boys was very strong and rambunctious, like like a little sumo wrestler. <laughs> um, they were only like, what were they, uh, 14 months at the time. Oh, and yeah. so they were just walking. And the other one was really timid and placid and, and kind of, you know, was obviously the one that was pushed to the back. Anyway, one day I, I went in and then all of a sudden this rambunctious one decided to bang the other one's head against the ground. And so he was just really rough and this kid's crying and I'm, I'm trying to comfort him. And I thought I've, I've got to talk to the mum about it because, mm-hmm. you know, that's not, that's not a good thing to be doing. So I did and she laughed. And I remember thinking at the time, wow, like either I've got it wrong or um, like you ju- judging because it's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, how can you laugh when you're, when your kid's beating the other one's head against the ground? And mm. so it is hard not to judge, but but possibly she's she's kind of like seen it all the time and <laughs> maybe we don't know what the other kid's doing when I'm not there. You know, so yeah. it is, yeah. I know exactly what you mean when it comes to when it comes to nannying. It's a tough job. So yeah, um, and I think I, especially like I was as you were too mm. a lot younger, mm-hmm. you know, your the compassion part yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we're all trying our best that takes some wisdom and some growth right yeah. to, to have that to the degree for others yeah absolutely so then you had your own kids yes. and and so were you always um parenting consciously or was it a growing process as you as you started parenting your own children 
Uh, ooh, that's a good one. I think I was actually always uh, conscious parenting, but didn't realize it because mm-hmm. I, I really battled with my inner voice to the noise around me. Yeah. And so um, I had been on the self-awareness journey before having kids. And okay. I was always really curious about who and why people do what they do. So, you know, then given a little baby, you're, you're, um, I found, felt it fully overwhelming because then it was like, it's all me. Yeah. That, that part was like, what? There's no clock out. There's no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have a super involved husband. It wasn't that, but it, the, the responsibility felt all me. Yeah. So to answer your question, I think I always was. I just didn't until you, obviously you've heard of Dr. Shafali. Uh-huh. I'm assuming she's parenting world. Until I read her book, I was like, oh my God, that's yeah. what I've been doing. That's that's been, you know, it just reaffirmed and also gave so much information. It's a fantastic book on just your it starts with us. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that in all my training and everything. No one ever said it's actually about you, not the children. That yeah. sort of summed it up. For me. Yeah, that was really important for really important for me, too. Uh, mm. My my husband uh, left when my daughter was uh, 10 months old. And I suddenly realized that it was up to me to raise this child. And I started thinking how do you raise a child what's important (laughs) and that's how I created uh, my version of conscious parenting but Mm. I'm sitting here listening to you and yeah and I'm wondering how uh, what's your definition of conscious parenting now how do you see it I think for me if the the I find it easy to describe what isn't conscious parenting. Okay, yeah. So yep. the, the, the old way of parenting being this top-down way of parenting, mm-hmm. as in I know I'm the boss. The authoritarian style. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So that never made any sense to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? once I, even once I had my child. And um, so conscious parenting is this whole concept of we're being raised together yeah. as I'm learning they have so they're so wise and have so much to teach if we can get out of our own way absolutely conscious parenting is um we are on our own on the list we're not you know in the martyr in the oh my gosh give it all to the children yeah you know and i think i could ramble about this for ages so shut me up when you say (laughs) okay you said it go for it but so but i think the bottom line that we are being raised together that is a complete switch around and i think that that means i'm of as much value as they are yes and i need to do the work they actually leave them alone yeah you know just step lean back (laughs) yeah and i think that once you start to i think with conscious parenting once you start to recognize that you're both on your own journeys and you've been put here together as a way to teach each other something, as a way to learn the lessons that, you know, mm. sources put you here to learn. I mean, that's that's what we're that's what we're here for. And I have learned that from my kids big time. When mm. whenever something's triggered me and I've looked at it, I've gone, why did that trigger me? What's happened just then that has caused that to create a response in me? And I think that once you start to do that and you start to recognize they're on their own journey, they're, you know, they've got to make their own mistakes. They've got to fall, um, you know, which was a difficult thing for me. And this is what we're going to talk about with boundaries because um, I'm a, 
I'm an empath that um, has always struggled to set boundaries. It's just something that's um, that's known for empaths that it's difficult. Um, now, when it comes to kids, um, <laughs> it's important that we do actually set boundaries early on. But what can we do if, say, it, it's been left a little bit longer and um, you're still learning to set those boundaries? Mm. So um, I also suck at boundaries. Let's just put that out there too, um, <laughs> yeah. as an empath to, as yeah. well. And I never the, did. No, no, she never did. She was always. Oh, I that. never did. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, we could learn from you. Go, I'll shut up. You talk about it. <laughs> we all do suck at boundaries. I think yeah. all of us mothers. Until we, yeah. until we learn, until we, we start to. I think a lot of it comes to our own level of self-worth too. It's mm -hmm. like, do we, do we, you know, we've always got this, this need to be loved by our kids, to be mm -hmm. uh, appreciated by our kids. And mm -hmm. we, until, until you learn about parenting consciously, you kind of go, but if they don't love us and if they're not happy and if then, yeah. you know, and we've got to start to recognize that that's not our job. Um, well, but the way I looked at boundaries was mm -hmm. that, um, the way I was looking at it was that I had to create a container for yeah. my children mm -hmm. in which they could grow. How does that fit with your idea, Tanya? Uh, very much, uh, very similar in mm -hmm. that um, it is necessary. We're not yeah. letting people be wild. That's not the plan. And, and it's not that there's no, if you look at boundaries, there's really sort of uh, space holders, right, mm -hmm. as a way of kind of creating uh, this works for me. This doesn't work for me. Uh, this I really, really need this yeah. to show up as a different parent. Yeah. I was sort of boundaries of. Um, so one I remember from my guys is like by nine o'clock, I'm done. I'm so over mothering. I'm so done. Blah blah blah. And then and kids will and where we live before my one my son was in this room, my daughter in this room, and there's a little space in the middle, and so. In order, they all were, they were young, I can't even remember, six or so, or eight, who knows, <laughs> who knows yeah. how old they were, but they were <laughs> still wanting me to uh, lie with them or be in their room. Yeah, okay. And uh, for me, that didn't work. I, I didn't like that. I was like, felt like the whole time I'm pulling away, like, oh my God, give yeah. me space, you know? And so to for my own sanity and no harm to them, I think that's like what we were saying, like you want them to love you and to care for you, but you 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 got to do that for yourself first and so my boundary there was like okay it's nine o'clock I am done I'm yeah. no more questions no more nothing and I actually set my yoga mat up in between them so their doors are open they know I'm there but I'm unavailable to mother I didn't yeah. I wish I knew those words at that point but <laughs> for me it was more like look I'm just going to be here I would put some music on usually or something and just breathe but they were not too bothered. Interrupt you, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and then every day someone comes to the door, can I just get a water, drink of water? Can I mm. just go to the washroom? But that's okay, yeah. right? I, th I think the issue if we're talking boundaries too, if you have really firm set boundaries, I think there's a little issue there's there be, too. There's got to be wriggle room of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's, you can have firm boundaries yeah. and, and really have that at, at the forefront right that like so for me I needed to know that at that time I'm done and when I yeah. did it I just did some stretching and breathing from what I can remember and then leave that was a way of of everybody feeling 
yeah. in a good place, right? Yeah, because I think that I think that setting firm boundaries is really really important. And from from a young age when the kids were little, I had started my online business at home. And mm-hmm. so I suppose one of the boundaries that I did set was, okay, if I'm in an interview and the door is closed, you do not come into my office. I would put up a sign on the door and I would say yeah. interview in progress. And um, and so they knew not to interrupt me. So I guess I did set a boundary there. Yeah. But, um, but there are some times you set a really s- strong boundary and life's not black and white. Mm. And there are some times that, you know, you could set a strict boundary that, you know, um, I'm not going to pick you up from such and such a place. But if you get a phone call from them at night and say that somebody's attacked them or somebody's, you know, whatever, then of course you're going to going to go to them. So I think you've got to understand that there are, it's not all black and white, but it is important to set those boundaries. What do you reckon, Eileen? Well, I'm sitting here uh, wondering, uh, how we actually define boundaries. Mm. And I'm thinking a number of different things too, like uh, uh, how important me setting boundaries is for my children to learn that boundaries are a thing so that yes. they can use it. Yeah. I remember when, when my daughter was 12, she, she was spending overnight with a friend and they, a 16 year old came by with a truck and we had a, hill near us that was notorious for teenagers having something to drink and uh, coming across that hill and they'd have accidents and mm-hmm. get injured and so forth. And so this 16-year-old came by for two 12-year-old girls and said, come to a party. And the other girl went to the party and my daughter uh, refused to go. And the 16-year-old tried to push her. And he said, what's the matter, little girl? Won't your mommy let you go to parties? And she said, my mommy doesn't care if I go to parties, but she does care if I'm safe and I'm not going with you. Uh, and so she she knew how to set a boundary. Yeah. And and mm. uh, so setting, so, so Anya, yes. what is your definition of a boundary? We're talking about boundaries, but what, what are we talking about? That's a great, great question. Yeah. And I actually looked up a few definitions uh, before we came on to really find the one that that makes sense to me and this is the I just have to read it because I don't know it by heart but it says a separateness that allows you to have your own feelings make your own decisions and know and ask for what you want and I fully believe Eileen what you're saying that by our by us creating the boundaries it's fully giving permission to those around us our children to know that you can actually say no you can create the boundary like Say in the mornings, my son uh, would get up and he's not a morning person, right? And yeah. so I, as soon as I see him, I want to go, oh, and blah, 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 and this and this and that and blah, 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 blah. But you know his and boundary. He, yeah, and, and it was for me to notice like, ah, oh, mm. he actually needs a good hour before he's ready for mama's Hugs. joy. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't you, that what parents have a hard time at is not, not so much even offsetting boundaries, but accepting the boundaries of our children. You know, a lot of us, you know, especially if you haven't fully moved into a different model, you think that children should not be telling you what's right for them. They should be yeah. going along with what's right for you. Is that and not so? That is so. And to me, that is such a pity. And that is this whole dream yeah. of mine of world changing 
has has to start at the beginning there in, in the parenting role. And we as mothers, I 100% fathers too, but that my realm is yeah. me, right? Um, need to do the work about why are we offended if they say no? Like a yeah. little one very quickly will say no and not want, you know, certain things. And that switches and changes. Mm. Um, but the for me, the boundary really saying I matter, I value me. Yeah. I, you know, my self-care is important. I, my time alone to just stare into space is important, right? And so and if I'm claiming that, yeah, it has to be allowed for my children. Like why, yeah. why would they, like we're growing, like you say, conscious beings. Why would yeah. they um, not be able to? And if we really look, they, they, they have, are great at setting boundaries. They oh, yeah, not, absolutely. If, we, if we've left them alone, they are not um shy about saying hey don't come in my room unless you knock yeah right or um I remember my daughter in her teen years I mean that flipping yeah. door was locked and shut and I wanted to go let me in <laughs> right but that was such a clear boundary yeah right? that was her way I would be like mama has a tea would you like a tea yeah yeah my, <laughs> yeah my because just, I was like yeah my daughter in. just says um okay it's me time and I'll say okay I'll leave you and it was so yeah. funny. She said to me today, she goes, Mum, I'm sorry, but I need some me time because I need to have a sookie sook. <laughs> and I said, okay, sweetheart. <laughs> What's that? A sookie sook? Yeah. So she was just she was just feeling sorry for herself. Oh, a sookie yeah, sook. Her, I've never heard of that. I like yeah. that. Oh, okay. no, her, her boyfriend, her boyfriend works away away during the week. And so, um, yeah, so she misses him when he's away during the week. So, um, yeah, she goes, I'm just going to go have a sookie sook. And it's like, okay, sweetheart, I'll leave you alone. <laughs> my, my favorite boundary story is quite different. When my son was five, I went into his room and it was a holy mess. So I said, I really need you to clean up, you know, please clean up your room. And he had a meltdown right in front of me. And I realized that that was me telling him what he had to do. Mm -hmm. So I shifted it and I mm -hmm. said to him the next time, I said, what is your plan for cleaning your room? And yeah. as all children, he went, well, I don't know. You know? <laughs> and I said, oh, too bad. If you don't have a plan, we're going to have to use mine. And so we used my plan and I used that over and over. And by the time he was a teenager, he was coming to me and telling me what his plan for the weekend was. He, yeah. he developed this whole idea of working with his own plan and telling Love me it. what it was. Love yeah, it. that's a really great and way it's of doing the, it. It's perfect. And it's the languaging mm -hmm. switch, right? Like you're honoring him at that point, right? You're honoring that this little person, can, and they can have a plan and they, he'll think of one really quick if he doesn't like your plan. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> Right. But yeah, right. he's, I think that there's the boundary of seeing him for who he is, mm. right? There's, there's the way that you're like, okay, I want to push my plan in there, but hey, yeah, you know, give them the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so how did how did um, yoga? I know that you had your yoga mat in between, um, in between the kids' doors, and I assume <laughs> that is where it started. Um, so, so how do you integrate yoga into your conscious parenting? It was, um, I, when I started yoga many years ago, I think my kids were four, five, something like that. Um, I had no idea what it was about. I, I didn't like the woo woo side. I couldn't touch my toes. 
but I knew that at the end of each class, I felt better than when I started. Mm -hmm. And that was the beginning of my journey. Yeah. And then it was that taking things I learned or observed on the mat, off the mat. Okay. On the mat, there was some deep, teeny tiny at times, little switches of fully being present and fully loving myself. That was the start. Then as you come from that place, you parent differently. I'm not needing my kids to fulfill me. Mm-hmm. When they're doing something, I can join them in the present moment, which is where our, our kids live. Right? Yeah. And because I think that's the thing, we we tend to forget that we we need to live in that present moment. And when we're with our kids, we need to be present because so many of us now are so wrapped up in everything that we've got going on throughout our days. Um, you know, luckily when the kids were younger, I spent a lot of time with them and um, now they're at the age that they don't really want to spend time with their parents. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty normal when you're 18 and 20. So, um, so appreciate it when they're young and spend that present moment time with them because it it makes a massive difference with how with the bond that you create with them. I think so, but I think what we have to add to that, Jennifer, mm-hmm. is to it doesn't have to be a long time. No, it can that's just right. be a short time to be fully put your phone down, fully be present. You might be bored silly about another Lego construction or whatever, but like look into their eyes, see them as this light of love, connect and you can move on. They don't need you for, it's not um, to be present doesn't have to be loads of times, but we have to make the effort that there's many a time that we are fully just there, fully feeling supported and there. And as you're there, you're not there with the judgment critical yeah oh my gosh why can't you do your homework quicker why are you so slow and I think with I think I was a single parent for many years mm-hmm. and and this whole idea of spending time with my children I would have loved to have the luxury of spending time yeah. with them so part of my chore or my my challenge was to find ways to spend time with them that were so quality and so yeah. present that they would work. And I, I, I'm not saying that it isn't so if you're a married parent or a partnered parent as well, but uh, certainly as a single parent, yeah. I think what you're saying there, Anya, is, yeah, it doesn't have to be a really long time, but it does have to be, be quality. Present. You do have to be present, which is yeah. what the quality is. And I think, yeah. and I think when it comes to parenting, I think that or parenting consciously, it's having the ability to no matter you know we've all had kids that have had meltdowns all the way from two years old up to twenty years old. <laughs> we've we've had kids all all along that that have had meltdowns because we've all got emotions, we've all got stuff going on in our lives, and so to be able to parent consciously, to be able to look at your child as that is happening, and take a neutral stance. And recognize that it's not a reflection on you. And I think mm-hmm. this is something that we have trouble with because, you know, we often, when they're having a meltdown, it's like, what have I done wrong? Why are they so upset with me? Why are they so angry with me? And this is something I think parents can have a really hard time doing is just stepping back and just going, okay, what's, you know, what's going on here? Being able to talk to them and say, what's happening? Is there anything that I can help you with? Or how, how may you, you know, sort this out or whatever we want to do um give them the opportunity to to sort through stuff themselves 
because we try to save them far too much and I am so guilty of that trying to save them far too much and I think that um, that's something we need to recognize as conscious parents too yeah and I think that for me the first question when something is triggering you or something mm-hmm. I mean definitely when my kids were really angry that was a big trigger mm-hmm. for me. I felt like I had to stamp it you will yeah. not because <laughs> that was a trigger you will not for me. be angry yes but so the work really starts with okay when they are whatever they're doing as yeah. normal as everything they do is um what does that what's that for me yeah what does that make why is it do i I need a time out right Mm -hmm. do i need never mind like you say going in to fix the first step is okay gosh there's a lot of emotion in this room right now i need to stop out clear myself ground down all that was for me yoga and breath work yeah and then come back in and then i'm open to seeing what is and I'm, I'm open to just saying, like you said, the questions, you know, do you need anything? Can I help you? Are you ready? I mean, when the little, are you ready for a cuddle? No. Yeah. Okay. How about now? You know, like um, you're able to do that from a caring place yes. as a place because it's overwhelming. Oops. Maybe pull my earphones out. It's overwhelming. Kids are, are tw- it's a 24-7 thing, right? It's, they seep in every room. They seep in every thought. They seep in yeah. all these things. And so it's really like, okay, going back to boundaries where am I in, in, in this picture? Yeah, exactly. It's, it is hard. It is hard when, when your kids are angry. I mean, we all experience anger. I mean, it's a normal emotion. It's something that, you know, we've just got to recognize it as an emotion that, that is a message as Eileen talks, talks so much about. Eileen's actually in the middle of, actually in the middle of um, writing a book on anger um and and on emotions so um I'm excited when that when that comes out because um it is something that triggers us more than any other emotion I think it's Mm. something that you know because we take it personally why is this person so angry with me well they're not actually angry with you um they're angry at a situation or you know whatever it is no no can I can I put my thinking in on that go for it the reason we get angry, as I've learned, I'm a recovered angry person, so I know mm-hmm. this anger <laughs> was a real issue for me as a parent, uh, is that we have ideas in our head about how things are supposed to be. I yeah, call expectations. Them this should happen. Yeah, and they cause expectations. This should happen. If it doesn't, I'll get angry. Then this I'll get angry. not happen. If it does, no, I'll, I'll get, get angry. angry. <laughs> and, yep. and, and so... Uh, it can you, we can cut through anger whether it's ours or a child a lot easier just by asking what is it that's happened here that you think shouldn't happen yeah. and start mm-hmm. looking at that and that brings uh, whether it's if it's your child then you're conscious to realize that they're angry about something inside of them not yeah. necessarily you're the trigger maybe but you, not necessarily you yeah and if you're angry you can also recognize that you're angry about something inside of you that may or may not have to do with your child. And that separation, I think, really promotes the conscious that we're talking about. Exactly. Thank you. And it was yeah. interesting because yeah. I was actually doing an interview um, for the Peace and Prosperity segment last night and we were talking about expectations and we were saying how when we set expectations, it it leads the way for so many different emotions for disappointment for anger for you know frustration which is something that you know kids feel frequently and so I think it's really important that 
you know, I've gotten to the place that I don't set expectations because I think that what we do is we we set um uh what do you call it um you can look to the future as to what may happen but mm-hmm. expecting something to happen because life doesn't work like that and so I know that as a parent if we expect that our kids going to act a certain way then if they don't then we can get angry about it we can get frustrated about it we can get disappointed with it mm-hmm. and so instead you know we can we can um nurture the the sides in them that are sort of like their personal sides you know who they are so what do you think mm-hmm. about expectations Anya? so very interesting because um i think that's a downfall of this whole yeah. you know parenting nonsense <laughs> absolutely like what we are be, have been fed that's what i've been my nonsense what society tells us what our, our beliefs tell us what yeah. all, all of those things and when you think about it before you even have children there's already an expectation of how you'll be mothering this beautiful mama always peaceful right yeah. there's a, how this lovely child will be like oh mama you're so right and <laughs> right so you're already at a at a deficit and it never works out like had them no and it shouldn't because real life is two real people right real humans yeah. so i think it's um okay to have expectations i think that can yeah. actually in the boundary world really start to sort of say okay you know, uh, we need. I need a boundary here because I'm expecting when I say yeah. it's time to get up, oh, yes. you'll get up. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Those kind of things. Yep. Um, what is beautiful with your conscious parenting is you can get those wise children in on the discussion. Yeah. So here's my expectation. What's your expectation? I'm going to drive you to school whenever you appear ready. Yeah. <laughs> right? Or you're going, you know, like. You're going I, I in your pajamas. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And to do things from a loving sort of kind place of like, okay, uh, my expectations are not being met here. And so bring yeah. them in, have a family meeting, have a discussion on, okay, I am not prepared to blah, 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 blah. Yep. And what are you, you know, do we, should mommy not drive you anymore? Are you okay? You're going to take the bus and I'll just back off. Like let yeah. them in on the decision, let them in. And not, to do that, yeah, yes. to do that, this is the yoga side for me. It's get yourself grounded and in a, a positive place, not a yep. big positive place because you're allowed to be pissed off and all of this, mm-hmm. but in a place where you're like, right, I'm coming forward with the expectation yeah. that we're going to all be heard, yes. right? Or will we all have an opinion and then let's figure it out. And that's not a weakness. No. You, that's the kids will tell you. You're like, it's genius. Yes, yeah. you know I, that would not occur to me because I'm coming from all my own stuff to the table, and that's They're the thing coming, we we you know? do we all we all come from different family backgrounds, we all come from different right. belief systems, we all have our own beliefs as to how kids should be raised, what a household should look like, um, and you know, and couples come together with completely different backgrounds, completely different parenting styles, and so it's tough for parents to also be able to to get on the same page and be able to say, mm-hmm. okay, this is, this is important. This is an important boundary. This one maybe is, is something that you can sort of like, you know, work with. Um, right. So I think that's the thing we have to recognize is that, you know, couples come from completely different, different oh, lifestyles. Absolutely. And so that can and often be difficult. Yeah. Go Eileen. I, I want to just share a, a, a briefly a story. When my daughter was in middle school, 
she came to me and asked if she could have a slumber party that included boys and girls. Mm -hmm. And my, I set a clear boundary. I said, no. And she said, why? And I said, because my mother said it's wrong. That's why, <laughs> which was true. Right. So here we are dealing with all yeah. we learned. Right? Now she knew that I followed the 72 hour rule, which is to take 72 hours to make decisions. So she said, I know you're following the 72 hour rule, mom. So I'm going to give you 72 hours to think it over. I'll talk with you again on Friday. Well, <laughs> during that time, I agonized. I thought, what if somebody thought my son would overstep his boundaries just because he was a male? Uh, oh, or I could lose my license as a therapist if I did something off the wall. And at the same time, there was my daughter who uh, you know, wanted that, and and it was wrong by my mother. I mean, all these things. I was tortured, and I finally came to the conclusion. I she came back on Friday, and I said, "Okay, I will say yes with these three conditions. One is that you call every parent of every child you invite and let them know that it's mixed uh, mm -hmm. sex party." that uh, you uh, make sure that, that nobody steps out of line. Uh, and and uh, uh, number three, I can walk into your party at any time. Yeah. Those are my three rules. And we had the slumber party. Turned out that many of the boys' parents didn't let them come to the party. So only one boy came. They all had a wonderful time. There were no difficulties. But it was, talk about boundaries. She said, yeah. a, you know, I had yeah. to really look at the boundaries on that. Yeah. Uh, what's your comment on that, Anya? Yeah, I, I'm amazed at, in terms of, I love it. I absolutely love it because you're... Um, your bound she knew your boundary she kind of probably even knew you're going to say no so she knew the loophole of the 72 hours yeah right? and then she knew which is phenomenal that my mom is going to really think about this and make a decision yeah it's not that because it, it, first it's no no you can't right and that could just be it and that's my rule that's my boundary nope and then like you had to work for your own stuff yeah your own words your own beliefs and and things and then really get present and go Ah, but I'm talking about her, not any girl, anybody. Yeah. I'm talking about this one child who I know. And then you came back with these fantastic, they were boundaries, yeah. right? And of like this, this, and this, then I'm a, then it's a go. And then she gets to decide, oh my God, my mom could walk in any time, forget it, because she already had a different plan maybe. Yeah. Uh, or she's like, yeah, hell yeah, you can walk in, no problem. Yeah. So I, that is a fantastic setup. And that is so fully conscious parenting to me because she gets a say, you get a say, and, you know, it's your house, your rules, right? Yeah. We have that, but it, it, it's not in a, a level up. Yeah. It's just in, you a little wiser in things. We have experienced different things as we get older or, or what are yeah. we doing? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, but you're not pushing it on her. You're just going, okay, this is my comfort zone. So this is where I feel right. comfortable. And we weren't just passing down generational patterns. Yeah. I think that was key also. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for your comment. Thank you. And and I, I think that, that 
I think that as you talk about with yoga, I think it's really important that each individual person finds a way to be able to ground themselves. Um, myself, it's with meditation. And without my meditation, mm-hmm. I would not be in the grounded, um, calm place that I am. Um, I know sometimes, like we talked about timeouts before, and sometimes I have said to my kids, I said, mummy's taking herself for a timeout right now. And yeah. I've had to because it was the only way that I can recollect and breathe, just take mm. the breaths, you know, whether it's just taking five deep breaths and just allowing your adrenaline to come down and allowing yourself, whether it's just sort of like standing there and and now I can get to the place that I can just, if if there's a meltdown in front of me, I can just breathe and I can just look at it from a neutral place and I can look mm. at it from love and I can just go, okay, there's something going on here, but it's something that they have to work through. It's something yeah. that, and and they know that I'm there. Um, and I think that once you can get to that place, I think it's it's quite remarkable because you don't work yourself up over things anymore. It's, right, and you, you, you it's the, the conscious thought that I have a choice. Yeah. And we all know how we ideally would like to parent, really yeah. and truly, how, we, you know, I, I mean, kids are very quick to point out all our faults thank you very much right (laughs) and so that's a you know being okay to hear it and to Mm -hmm. decide which ones you take in and rock but I have a choice on how I show up I do have a choice even in the midst of chaos even in the midst of everything that we're dealing with which isn't just our children self-employed or working mothers uh, working running just a household of different emotions and energies it's a lot it is a lot right but it's sort of like okay what choice do I have and it cuts back a little bit I think on the guilt and the shame that mothers feel very strongly after oh god why was I so impatient why did I have to say that why did I you know you're trying to balance that out and we're all going to still do that Mm. you can apologize if you're a conscious parent you want to apologize properly not with a but yeah. if you don't, if you only know, right? <laughs> but we, that's not this this episode. But it's the um, choice to make a difference, and I can only make that choice if I can drop out of my head into my body. Yeah. Otherwise, is my head and my mouth. Is, is that what you talk about? Is a pocket of pause? Is that it? Yeah, a little bit. Yes. Yeah. yeah my pocket of pauses. Um, are this idea of a breath work, a mantra, and a pose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does what changed for me with yoga was I loved yoga classes, right? Absolutely loved connecting to myself, being there. There's a lot I didn't like, uh, and that was fantastic to notice. Every time my teacher said, lift your arms, I used to think, oh, for the love of God, how often <laughs> must I raise my arms? So anyway, um, the I found that, within parenting and then yoga it can just be one pose it yeah. can be one shape so the pocket of pause it was a breath a mantra and a pose showing that that one pose if I'm fully present in it if I'm breathing in it if I'm finding the quiet within or I'm finding me again, yeah yeah the me that's lost in the world of shoulds and must and all of those so yeah, it's a it, absolutely a pocket of pause. I have those as meditations as well. So they're just a chance to go. <sighs> so do I you mean, think sim- that do you think that the reason why the why the um the pocket of pause works so well is because of your focus? It's because yeah. of your ability to focus on that one pose, that one mantra. Same sort of thing as meditation. Is that yeah. just by shifting your focus and just by really 
you know, putting the attention onto your breathing and onto, because we know that, that as we breathe, our spirit comes within us and mm. we, and that's when we feel connected. And so that's what you're saying. I think the Be- slight, yeah, the slight yeah. difference is, is for many of us uh, to sit, which is yeah. what meditation requires. If you're in a state of whatever, to sit is torturous. So if you are physically able to do something from yeah. standing on one leg in tree pose, from lying on the floor and lifting, you know, up into bridge or so, um, your your body's coming with you yeah unless unless you're doing unless you're doing like a walking meditation or a standing meditation or something like that um yeah totally totally being able to incorporate that physical movement can have massive impact as well problem with yoga with me and I love yoga the problem is that I fall asleep too too easily and (laughs) so because it relaxes me so much and so it depends on the type of yoga that I'm doing um I remember I went to that um What's that really hot yoga that you that you have to moksha? Like you... Oh, oh, with the guy. Um, what was his called? Can't think of it right now. But yeah, yeah. So it's it's like it's like you're in like this heated this heated area, and mm. and I found I I ended up being really faint from it, and so I did that a couple of times, and and I never went back because it was just like no, nah, this doesn't feel good. But you can find your own different styles. There are so many Absolutely. different styles of yoga. Absolutely. You know, and and you know, some people do Tai Chi or but find a way to I be able know. to ground Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um find a way to be able to ground yourself, whether that's through the yoga, um, Tai Chi, but, Aikido. Yep. Let me put let me put in uh, you know, a slight slightly different uh torque on this. Mm-hmm. And it is it is that uh, when you do something like that, when you take time to do a ritual or a sequence that has meaning to you, you're also loving yourself. Yeah. And that is the absolute key and the primary thing children. And yeah. so you take a minute to love them. And that's the best we can offer to our children is when we are loving ourselves, I think. Exactly. I agree. I, I agree. And when they can see that that's happening and, you know, they know when I'm going into, because I've got like a little meditation nook. And so they know when I'm going to that meditation nook, not to be disturbed. This is this is my time. And, you know, so it's mm-hmm. that's a boundary. It's It's like, okay, this is mum's time. Um, and so and I it's think teaching it's respect, right? Yeah. It's sort of teaching. I'm respecting myself enough not to be the crazy mama that I really want to be right now. I've <laughs> yeah. really like lost it, and I'm respect showing you like, well, I need a moment, or whoa, everybody, off, go, everybody, go off. We can't solve this right now, and then let's come back together. Yeah, you know, and I think so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really important as parents, as conscious parents to know about the importance of forgiveness mm. okay because none of us yeah. whether we're conscious or not none of us are perfect and we're going to make mistakes and it's all a part of parenting it's a learning experience remember that we are learning alongside our kids mm-hmm. and so I find that as parents as you mentioned before you mentioned about guilt and shame and it's something that us as, as us as parents feel when we haven't done something that's you know, that other people would perceive as right or um, or something within us, our, our parents might think that we've done something wrong or whatever it is. 
Um, mm-hmm. So forgive yourself for it and know that you're just, you're just a human being that's learning along the way. Okay, let me just say something there. Um, mm-hmm. We have a tendency to repeat patterns uh, that, that were done to us. Yep. And uh, in my family, uh, we have abusive patterns. And so I repeated one or two of those in my child's early life, my daughter's early life. Yeah. When she, when she was having her children, I again apologized to her. I was forgiving myself, but I also said this is not something, uh, can you forgive me? And I just want to say what she said. She said, yes, mom, I can forgive you. And I do forgive you. And would you like to know why? And I said, sure. And she said, because you're not the same person anymore. Yeah. So mm. our children are counting on us to, to evolve, grow and not yeah. be the same. Which is primary to yeah. conscious parenting in my, yeah. in my idea. What, how does that fit with what you do in, in consciously, Anya? I agree because I think that um, there's this mystique like I know even for myself as a parenting coach that people just assume I must have it together, that I have perfect children <laughs> and this was the goal and I'm a perfect yogi. No, far, so far from the truth, right? And it's this, I know for myself, my mom is in her late seventies. I just spent a month with her and as she's healing, she's so phenomenal in her learning and her what she's working through. And, and we talk about it now, which we wouldn't have had that, I didn't see it necessarily in the same growing up. It wasn't in the same way. And I'm constantly learning from that. Yeah. You know, so, so it's never too late to start to say, okay, you know, I'm making changes. I'm making changes. And ideally you have to make changes for you with the repercussion being you hope somewhere, like even from my intro with the, say the vagina monologues, (laughs) um, hugely out my comfort zone. I couldn't even say the word. You know, I, I was really uncomfortable with all that. But it was that mission of, I want, ideally, I want my kids to be brave and to step out their comfort zones and do yes. all these things. Well, if I didn't do it, how could, yeah. Yeah, like if you want your kids to be kinder, how much kinder, how kind are you, right? Like, let's yeah. let's look at that. And so what was so phenomenal for me was, I did the whole thing. There was a lot of tears. My family lived through the whole thing. <laughs> and uh, struggle going, oh my God, I'm 50. I can't even remember my name. How am I going to learn these lines? You know, and uh, was so phenomenal. One time afterwards, I was talking to my son about something. And I, I said, was talking on this, this to do with this. Like, you know, I want to step up and be fully who I am as a role model for you guys. And maybe there's a little teeny, I can't do it because I want them to. I really still have to do it for me, right? Yeah. And he said, you know, I th- he said something along the lines. He goes, I think it really did help me. It helped me see that I, you survived it or something along those lines. Yeah. He said, it, it showed me that you uh, were so uncomfortable with it, but you did it anyway. You know, yeah. I, it felt, you know, so wherever that trickles down, it trickles down and it, it's not going to be the obvious, right? It's not going to be, he goes, oh, I've decided I'm now, no, he's not got to do any of that because I did it for myself because I, I want to, what is it, uh, practice what you preach. Yes, exactly. Get uncomfortable, get out your comfort zone, learn something new, do something different. You know, if, if that's ultimately 
makes you feel like a human, like you're living life, right? Right. The, uh, the concept that our earth is a big giant school to which we've all come here to grow and evolve helps me with that. It, uh, mm. it helps me with the whole thing yes. we've been talking about where I, I say, okay, so this is what my child is learning. This is what I'm learning. And the way I hear what you're saying is don't, don't end learning for anybody. And I think it's really key for a life on earth that we, in, that we realize that ending is never going to, uh, mm. learning is never going to end. Oh, no. And uh, uh, tell me about it here. Never <laughs> going to end. And the more you embrace learning, the easier it is to learn. Yeah, I think and really I always and I always remember my dad saying to me because he's always been a big one for learning. Just whether it's a new language, whether it's whatever it is, he says that the moment that you stop learning is the moment you might as well die, because <laughs> we, we are evolving every single day. We're evolving every second into a different version of ourselves, and so yeah. it's important for us to to accept ourselves for who we are and to work towards towards that e evolving i mean eileen and i we've actually got a uh an intensive that's going to be coming up in in a couple of months which is called raising a conscious human which is which is our segment and it's a three-day intensive that we're doing Fantastic. um on teaching people um teaching parents about about conscious parenting and teaching them how they can like integrate the the earth is a big school and you know how they can begin to become conscious parents so we're excited about that we're in the process of That's of beautiful. doing that at the moment and I think that you know each one of us can learn from from all of these amazing parenting coaches out there like Anya that's doing Thank so you. much incredible work and she has written a book. Can you tell us about your book, please, Anya? Because we could we could sit here and chat for like 10 hours, <laughs> no, no doubt. Yeah, that's right. But, that's true. but the problem is that I, I, think, right it's gonna, I think it's going to be hard for the people to listen. So oh, I'll show you a copy if you're not seeing it. If Parent you're on that. Place. How yoga changed the way I parented. Yeah. And the way I parent. Uh, it was not a... I didn't know I wanted to write a book. I think it was it was more evolved into that. And I realized yeah. I wanted to share my story of how yoga impacted everything yeah. I did and everything I do. And um, not the yoga that you often see, not yeah. the yoga, you know, these beautiful, fantastic poses. I mean, for me, yoga is not about the pose. No. You know, it's that connection. That's the to internal self. word. Well, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it also, um, by the way, neither of my kids are interested in anything to do with yoga. Right? <laughs> okay. like, let, let's say like they nope, the word yoga, they're tuned out, they're out of there, right? <laughs> Mom's saying, Oh my god, I just read this great book. You should ah, they tuned yep. out. No, thank you, right? <laughs> and so, and that's brilliant. I mean, that should be allowed. That's yeah. the space. Maybe they come back to it, maybe it's a seed planted, maybe they couldn't care less for the rest of their life. It's okay. And they would have learned something from it. That's the thing. They know how it impacts you and they know the effect that it has. And so, you know, they respect that boundary, that that is your time. And and so I think that is incredible. I think that um, your book, it is available on Amazon. Yes, so indeed. Go indeed. across and get a copy of it. 
because if you're a conscious parent that is wanting to to integrate learn how to ground yourself for starters because yeah, this is yeah. this is really important and i think once we learn mm -hmm. how to ground i think it makes it a lot easier to be able to um to be able to parent consciously so um we thank you so much for being here You're today welcome, and, ladies. And Thanks for having me. go for it Eileen. i i i want to say i well i just want to say i wish you had been my mommy yeah I think you, you, you are such a gentle conscious yeah. person uh and thoughtful and um I, those qualities are just amazingly wonderful and i'm sure as a parenting coach uh people adore you because uh Thank just you. in these few minutes i do so what is absolutely Aww, absolutely there's been an, an instant connection which is awesome um and thankfully, when I select interview guests, it's all intuitive. So I already knew that we were going to get along. So it's all good. Oh, but, it's so wonderful. I don't know how you even found me. I was just like, oh, lovely. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but what I what I want to ask, what is on yeah, what is on your agenda now? What's your what's coming up for you, Anya? So my next uh, sort of step is really into the speaking world and Excellent. offering workshops and um, really talking about, I have narrowed it down to sort of five yogi tips on how you can instantly start to implement them to, to change the way you parent. If, Fantastic. You know, if how, what you're doing is not working, yeah. try this. Excellent. Fantastic. So, so definitely head across, get the book. Um, how how else can they get in touch with you if you would if they would like to get in touch? Yeah, Instagram is where I mostly hang okay, out. Cool. So, uh, Yogi Parenting Coach, there is me. Fantastic. And, um, yeah, and I'm trying to build on LinkedIn. I haven't quite got LinkedIn down, so Instagram is definitely the main one. A new website is coming this summer to really set it all up for me. Fantastic. Yay. Well, there's lots of there's lots of good stuff on the horizon for you. I wish you the best of luck with all your workshops you. and everything Thank else you. you've got coming up. And yes, be sure to stay in touch and let us know how everything's going. Wonderful. And good luck. I think your workshop sounds amazing. Yeah. Thank you. And um, we'll Great. catch up some other time, Anya. Okay. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank Bye. you.